hello, 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 and welcome to the um, newest episode of Borderline Podcast Disorder. I am um, Levy, and uh, I had a an all right week. You know, I've been uh, I, I started running. I'm running about um, twenty miles a week. So that's pretty good. You know, I had um, a health assessment this week and um, I I had my heart checked and my lungs and uh, a blood test and all that, uh, you know, the good stuff. And uh, it looks good. Apparently it looks fine, you know. I just need to lose lose some weight, but that's just like a, it became a standard for me since I was... Probably, I don't know, five. But um, what I found is that I'm actually comfortable with my um, with my myself a little bit more. You know, I still want to do better. Uh, but look, I, I'm 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 capable of doing things I wasn't able to do even six months ago. You know, no six months. I'm exaggerating. I was actually running loads last summer, but almost a year ago. And um, you know, I'll take that as a win. I'm um, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with uh, what I've got. But um, yeah, I'm trying um, to do better. I uh, I'm trying to to eat better. You know, I uh, try to um, to be as close as possible to a vegetarian. I. I still had meat here and there because, you know, we got so much in the fridge and the freezer that uh, I'm slowly still going to try and get, you know, rid of it. I'm not going to throw it away. I'm not made of money. And, um, you know, most of the the meats are actually from a care package for my family before Christmas. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give that away. You know, that's a good stuff. That's, that was the first time in almost 10 years when I got a, a foods care package and uh, I still got to celebrate it, you know, and I want to celebrate it. But uh, moving on, yeah, I, at least on the days when I run, I try not to eat meat. I've I, This thing about um, muscle inflammation got into my head. Uh, it's really playing with my head to the to the point where I, I don't feel comfortable eating meat on the days when I, when I run. So that's, I guess that's a positive on that side you know my co2 emission is lower because i don't eat as much meat but um besides of that i've i've been in a in an all right place you know i've been in an all right place i actually uh, when i when i had um, the appointment with the health assessment i had to to talk about uh, the questionnaire you know they asked me some questions like my what my mood is being like and um, you know apparently i still come across as being a bit of a risk but i was like look do you want me to be honest on this you know um forms or do you just want me to tell everything it's fine i feel like again everything is not great you know i'm still uh battling stuff you know i still i still have some ideations of some sort but um what do you want me to lie about it 
or also, you know, I keep it under control. I think that's a very important, very important thing that I, I, I still do okay at keeping things under control. And I do, I do it so much better than I did it a few months ago, you know, even then, uh, so much more than almost, I don't know, a year ago or something. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm more aware of my thoughts and that's helping me a lot because I know they are just thoughts now. And I know that uh, they usually pass for at least for a while. You know, even the worst moments don't feel uh, don't feel as bad because if it doesn't feel as threatening, because I know it's gonna go away. It might come back. That's a different story, but it's slowly gonna go away. And um, yeah, that's that's important to me. You know, now. That was quite a bit, actually, you know, about um, about a week where, uh, again, not a lot happened, but in the same time, just the amount, the right amount of stuff has happened. I'm um, taking some time, not off, but I'm trying to do, I'm trying to pace myself with work, you know. Even though I love doing this, I love I love gigging. You know, I've got some really exciting stuff coming up, gigging wise, and you know, I'm I'm meeting some really interesting people, um, and we're trying to work together. You know, and I that that that's cool, right? I'm 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 actually because um, now this is like uh, confirmed, and I'm gonna talk about it, but I'm gonna do my first Romanian speaking gig sometime in april you know and uh, it's exciting because i'm doing it for a, a brilliant comedian a very very good comedian very like with a very good reputation as well both in romania and the uk and hopefully that's gonna that's gonna do me uh, a world of good but i gotta perform you know i got i got some pressure on and um i don't know you know if my jokes translate I guess I'll just tell some stories, you know, how about that? Um, that could be better. Or maybe not. I don't know. But you got to try it, you know, and I am, I'm still very grateful for every opportunity that I get. It's very humbling and it's very, very beautiful. And I, I want more of that. So uh, if anyone who's listening to this can give me any opportunities of any kind, I am I'm here. Um now moving on to to my uh, my weekly guest Donatus is a is a wonderful comedian it's a um it's a friend you know of mine I, I, I again a friend in, in, in the circuit like we you know we hang out sometimes before gigs and around gigs uh but i'm not a social person so it's not uh, you know that's just, just just the way i do stuff you know i don't really hang out uh, much, but uh, when I do hang out, I enjoy hanging out with him. You know, he's a cool guy. He's a good chat. He's got, um, he's a character. You know, he's good as well, and he's got. He's an interesting person. He's a, he's a, he's a, it's a, it's a, it's a smart guy. You know, and uh, I enjoy chatting with him, and um, I enjoyed our chat in the podcast. However, 
while I try to edit this, I think I did a mistake the first time when I uh, recorded and uh, it doesn't sound as good as I'd like it to sound. Gotta be honest with you. I hope you can bear with it, you know, uh, because it's, again, it's it's a good episode, you know, it's a good conversation. It might just not sound as good as I'd like it to, but it's still a good chat. So if you can bear with it, please, please um, listen to it. If not, I understand. Again, I've had some mishaps. I can't fix it. You know, I'm learning on the go, but the uh, the first conversation was recorded sometime before Christmas. So, um, yeah, since then I had to... Again, I wasn't as, I guess, as good as I am now, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I messed up a bit, but I, I don't want to give it up. I don't want to give up the episode. I still think that I should put it out there because, again, it was a, this was a natural, beautiful conversation, and it would be a shame for it to get lost. So, um, yeah, folks, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you, and bye. For now, enjoy. That's, 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 that's what I'm 
Because yeah, I'm the podcast and one of my favorite podcasts is Huberman's Lab. It's one of the oh, most yeah. uh, popular podcasts in the world. I think when I started listening, it you know it wasn't that huge. Um, so now when you mention Huberman, everyone probably knows him. Well, a lot of people. Yeah, I've seen some okay. news of him. Yeah. Uh, but I remember, you know, uh, people would ask me, what do you listen to? And I'd say, oh, you were mad, who's that? And it's like, oh, this is a brilliant guy from Stanford who does like really cool um, podcasts about science and health, longevity, human optimization in general. Uh, and so he, he did uh, a deep dive on caffeine, and I'm going to butcher it uh, a lot, but pretty much what happens with caffeine, again, besides like what we already discussed, is, well, human brain produces adenosine, which is basically sleep regulation hormone, so uh, uh, at least uh, is related to the, you know, uh, sleeping and wake cycle. Yeah. And when you wake up, your body slowly releases adenosine, and uh, after that, uh, you become like, uh, fully awake, you know, when you usually wake up, unless you hit a cold shower or do a super intense workout, you might, you know, you're usually feeling like sleepy. Even if you do a cold shower, it still might not be like 100% like activated, let's say that. And it has to do with adenosine. And what caffeine does, it suppresses adenosine. And it takes like about an hour or 90 minutes for adenosine to leave your body. And then in the evening, it sort of starts like, uh, Uh, compounding again, and it makes you, it helps, you know, when, when, when you turn, when that uh, works together with, you know, your, all your other body mechanics to basically regulate your sleepiness and, and so on. So anyway, so when you wake up in the morning, uh, like your body is trying to sort of like, um, take adenosine out of your body pretty, pretty, pretty much or, uh, or, or regulate adenosine. And when you drink caffeine, uh, it suppresses it, but it's still, you know, it just stays suppressed. So it means that later in the day, it starts getting released and you like fall asleep and that's where you get like that caffeine crash. So what he says is that you shouldn't drink coffee in the first hour or like 90 minutes of the day. Uh, and you should like avoid drinking caffeine 10 hours before sleep. Uh, and uh, yeah, unless you like, wake up and you work out, you know, you wake up and go and hit cross the gym, you know, I guess. I, I love coffee, but uh, I used to do it. And I kept like taking breaks on and off, and then I go back on coffee, you know, like just like, you know, pepper like for a month or whatever. So I don't follow that rule, but then I was like, uh, you know, when I sort of thought, oh, I will always drink coffee. Because I like it, uh, I always would try to wake up in the, those 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically uh, just a reaction uh, um, of the of you. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a review of, the, uh, of his episode about coffee. Uh, Shout out to Andrew Huberman. You know what, I do like him. I, I've seen some videos, and I think uh, I, I enjoyed the ones about uh, like mental health and uh, you know like the impact on uh, like your like well-being and how ac activities can, like help you out and stuff. Yeah, he's not. I, I haven't listened to a lot of stuff from him, but what I've listened to, yeah, he's not. Uh, he's, he's very clever. I think he's, he's a really. He seems to be a very clever guy. So yeah, shout out. Um, 
to him. And uh, you know, because you were saying that you you um, you're one of the comedians that who I know to probably like grind like the hardest on the on the circuit. Like you're you almost yeah, if every opportunity you have, you I don't see, think I've seen you not doing a gig. So what's the what what was the where's the drive? You know, where's the drive coming from? I think it's probably just natural and uh, I, I always wanted to do, you know, stand up when I was a teenager when I saw special with George Carlin or Chris Rock I thought like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. These people, you know, um, contributed to like uh, I guess other people's entertainment, you know, people who come to see stand up, they laugh, they get like all the benefits of that and like, uh, you know, endorphin release and so on, and just like having a good time. But also it seems like the coolest thing to do because it seems like you are just like so free on that stage and you know, just saying some interesting stuff that also uh, makes people laugh. Obviously the main thing is to make people laugh, you know, you want people leaving the show just, uh, uh, you know, that way and enjoying the show. If you can like leave like something more, that's like a bonus, like let's say if you like, I don't know, if you make a good point or make an interesting observation, even, you know, we might not agree with you, but we might be like, oh, that's an interesting perspective or whatever, I think that's, that's a bonus. And anyway, then I took like the, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not from London, I'm from Lithuania, and um, I did the whole classic thing of like going to university and uh, uh, there was uh, no <coughs> English uh, speaking scene over there. And so my plan after high school was just to sort of, you know, I thought, okay, I'll finish high school, and maybe I'll just go to London, because it's way harder, uh, because it's one of the best cities uh, for comedy in the world. You know, obviously there are a lot of other cities like New York, um, obviously LA, because it's like, so closely related to uh, uh, entertainment scene, uh, Austin probably right now, um, you know, if you're speaking, if you're speaking about English-speaking countries, um, but a lot because like UK was still back in view, it was also seemed uh, as thing that you had to commit without any sort of uh, bureaucracy, uh, um, in the sense that you you could just move there. But because I grew up with a single mom, you know. And going to university in Eastern Europe is a very big cultural thing. Uh, so, and I thought, you know, yeah, probably uh, out of respect that this is like the least I could do is like, uh, you know, um, go to university for a year. If I don't like it, just drop it. Uh, move to London, do any job that I can get, and, you know, grind open mics. And that took a turn because I sort of got involved in a human rights movement, and I'm talking like about like, uh, sort of, uh, what, like, so because uh, Eastern Europe is a quite conservative place, I think like, now when you say human rights, people associate it with loads of things, but what we mean is basically uh, um, the, maybe, things that used to be considered as super progressive, <laughs> like, let's say, 10 or 15 years ago, so I'm a straight guy, but I always thought, you know, like, Yes, gay people uh, should have a right to get married and, you know, uh, adopt and, like, freedom of speech is an important thing, and I think, like, 
uh, beach, be legalized uh, uh, and so on. So, and because at that time there was a lot of uh, discussion happening in the public sphere about the articles, and the sort of that helped me human rights movement and, and politics and so on. So I finished my philosophy degree and then I did masters in sort of like um, European politics, a few exchanges where and there. And when I started my you know, masters, it was like easy because they gained experience, just like, uh, you know, from my experience with like NGOs, and I worked like I did as a writer and was like, such satirical uh, web show, such sort of like last week tonight with John Oliver or Daily Show, why this that type of shows, but I think every country and now like every political spectrum has that uh, side, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, political uh, infotainment shows, and that was, and that show was like uh, neither right wing or left wing or anything like that, it was just making fun of like, you know, really stupid things that they And that was in Lithuania? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and I did an exchange semester in Istanbul and this one, and then I did a small traineeship uh, at the United Nations. Then, sort of, uh, <laughs> I ran for parliament. And that, then my thinking was, okay, um, you know, because I got involved, let's, uh, let's, um, while I'm, you know, here, let's uh, see uh, how much, um, impact, I guess, it can have, and then after that, when I, uh, but this idea of, you know, uh, going and doing stand-up never gone away, I always agreed, and then I would, like, write some article or something like that, I would try to, like, make some sort of, like, satiric observation, and then I moved to, to London for this, I moved to, during the second lockdown, uh, and I didn't want to do my first open mic during the pandemic, because you know, I wanted it to be a real experience in, in, in a real room, not like do uh, a stand-up show, a gig, what we call it, on the circuit, you know, with people wearing masks or like over Zoom, over Zoom or something like that. So I waited for it to to finish, and then I, you know, and I did it. I liked it. It, it wasn't, you know, a killer set, but also didn't bomb. And, and I also, you know, have written. That said before, I did it, I rehearsed, and so on. And some functions sort of hit. And my, my dad, before even doing that, open mic was sort of like, okay, if we get 10 seconds of that in five minutes, you know, that's cool. I work more, I'll try to get 20 seconds, and you know, just keep going and going and going. But I would say maybe like 70% of it worked. And when I say like worked, I don't mean that everything like killed or anything like that. But you know, it got reaction, it got laughter, and, and, it, and it was okay. Uh, and you know, I, speak, I sort of like knew that I was going to like keep going either way. But sort of, you know, when you get on stage, you kind of like gauge, uh, you know, the starting point. And then I just I started doing more, and you know, any, anything I could, I could, I, I could get on. Uh, and it escalated from there, but I think, so, <laughs> it doesn't really feel like a grind because doing a stand-up set, it's usually like the best part of the day, I just like, you know, love seeing comedy, love interacting with comedians, interacting with people who like, you know, laugh, uh, or see comedy, and just like doing comedy, uh, so that kind of sort of comes naturally. I think it might be different if you like, let's say, up in London, and if you're married, 
uh, had a partner, uh, you know, had a family. We grew up there and had like strong uh, social connections. Then, you know, it could be a bit different, you know, like, oh, where is the kid? But also, my cousin is throwing like a house party, you know, or whatever. But here you are just like, you know, you moved here for this reason. And also, it's like the best thing. It's the thing that you most enjoy. So, you know, like, why wouldn't you get every day, I guess, if you, if you could, from my perspective, yeah. Okay, that's really interesting, man, because I, um, yeah, I think even when I, when I, when I moved to London, I did struggle in the, to be fair, like 2023 and 2022 were very strange years, because in one hand, I enjoyed them very much, in the other, I had loads of, like, downs, um, and I had to take loads of, like, breaks and stuff, but it's, it's interesting to hear your perspective, and I think it's quite, it's quite cool, because you're, you know, you got, you got a valid point, you're like, you know, if you enjoy it, and if you're like, that's why I came here, that's why I put myself for this, that's what I'm going to do, but, you know, you've done all right for yourself, I mean, you obviously, since uh, we uh, first met, but even like, when, when I see on your, like, socials, you've done, I think, pretty much every comp show in London, yeah. and you've got through... I think you either end up winning or beating the gong, which uh, for anyone who's not a comedian listening to this is wild. You have a, a room full of people that sometimes just, just want to gong you off, but yet they wait for your set to finish because of your, I guess, material, your stage presence and everything. <laughs> so how, is that, how, 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 how does that feel? So, um, also, like, I guess, another thing like about gong shows, like, for people listening who are not comedians, I don't know, I probably assume that's like 99% uh, of listeners are comedians, but for that, <laughs> <laughs> for that 1% that it isn't, it's basically, in a way, it's almost like Britain's got talent, Americans got talent. The difference is, it's not that, it's not like panel who can sort of can buzz you up, it's the audience. So, you know, you have a comedy club, and you've seen uh, a person who's hosting the show gives out free cards to, you know, audience members who, like, want to have it, or uh, the loudest, or, you know, whatever the reason it may be. And then you do, <laughs> when comedians come up and they try to stand up, and, and it's not like a, an open mic. This open mic might be a small <clears throat> gig, in a pub or in a cafe where you have like 20 or 50 or 30 people, or even maybe you have like a bigger gig where it's like 50 or 70 people, but they're pretty much where for laugh, and you know, we just uh, enjoy the show. But now you have like, but with comedy clubs, you have audience of two, 300 people. The biggest one I've done was 400 people uh, when it comes to long shows, and you know, then, and a lot of open eyes are like, I guess a smaller wheels are pretty much uh, pay what you want or really cheap. Uh, but when you go to, I guess, a stand-up comedy club, you sort of, I guess, expect to see stand-up on the level that is, no, that, that you would see like on a Netflix special or an HBO special or Comedy Central special. I don't know about <laughs> <Bernie> Bridges, <laughs> Showtime, uh, ITV, BBC, <laughs> like that all. But, but, you, but you know what I mean. So um, pretty much experience stand-up ads. Prime. Uh, specials. Or yeah, Prime, absolutely. One of my favorite streaming networks, I mean, created the voice. Uh, uh, so, anyway, um, so if you're like, sort of, I don't know, if you're like new, uh, I guess, inexperienced, or maybe you try to do something hacky, or sort of like, I don't know, that's that it's uh, maybe just not um, 
there yet. No, people will just like usually uh, lift up hearts and people will be locked off. However, I will say also this, that a lot of good communities have been locked off for the simple reason. I, I would compare a gong show maybe to like playing poker, because let's say if you do that math a lot and uh, strategy, uh, I don't know, reading people, and you play the hand perfectly, let's say you have pocket aces, you push all in, and someone calls with 2-7, which is like a war sign of poker, and suited, uh, and we are drunk, or whatever, you still might lose. And the thing is, you might be, uh, uh, you know, experienced comedian, you might have good material, interesting material, a good set, but, um, you know, it might become like, on, it might depend on timing, it might depend on who has cards, on, um, on what a previous comedian, you know, did before you, if it was, uh, I don't know, let's say, very high energy, and then audience wants a bit more of that because they're in a flow, and someone comes in with a bit more deadpan. Uh, you know, that might be a difference. If it's like people are not warmed up, or I don't know, it, 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 or it could be just like, <laughs> you know, you might just like uh, do a joke, but like three audience members like don't like how they lift up cards. And I've seen that, it's like if someone tells a joke, majority of the crowd likes it, that three people, you know, lift cards and. and, 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 and and, 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 and it's over, so it depends on the room. That being said, I think it's like really undeniable. Uh, you know, let's say like, yeah, like, at Chris Rock level, you know, Bill Barrow and Shane Gillis, you know, so, <laughs> you, you, would, you, would, you would kill any gong show, you know, all those like circumstances would matter. But of course, if you're like undeniable on that level, you don't need to do a long show. So anyway, so actually, uh, my first look on iPad, I did, people told me about, uh, you know, those long shows, and they said, and currently there are three main ones. There's one at the comedy store called King Gong, uh, which is considered the hardness, because audience can look you up in seconds. You don't have a great spirit. I've seen people on up in seconds, you know, you just Yeah, see. 11 seconds was my... Oh, wow. Not my kind, but the kind that I've seen. Right, right, I've right, seen right. someone getting on golf in the house, like, this is, this is mad. Yeah. And there's another one at uh, Big Belly Comedy Club um, called um, Big Gong, yeah. formerly known as Vauxhall Comedy Club, where we get one minute period, and there's one called The Battle Pit uh, at the Creek Comedy Club, which is also, also these are like top level uh, clubs, obviously have top secret, and our incredibly top level, uh, high level club, uh, but uh, they don't do a long show anymore, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. And there's back at Tommy Club, but they do something different. So we basically have like these three long shows, and at the three we get two minutes. So then I did my first look at Mike, people were saying, like, no, I didn't know what a long show is. And they said, like, you shouldn't do, you know, walks all long show, um, and the black old at the Creek for at least a year. And with King Kong, you know, you should wait like two or three years before you do it. I did the blackout, uh, which is, which uh, was like maybe like 200 and, uh, it was packed, and I think it passed like 250 people, so I think it was absolutely packed. 
standard competition. Uh, that's an fan of it. <laughs> and needless to say, didn't uh, didn't didn't went to a final line because if I have, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, so I got like some reps in, and I had like some bureaucracy going with PFL, which was like just like um, an allegation. Then on the last day of the French, I solved it. I came back. Then I did King Kong. And I just like, maybe it was experience, maybe it was just like, at least because I had like nothing like really that I had to sort of like think over, think about, everything just like landed. And that was like 400 people. I think that day, five people passed and uh, three people uh, made the final one of, uh, so ultimately Jenny Canlon, uh, she's from Australia, uh, very, very, I mean, she 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 killed that uh, at 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 Kimbang and it's 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 super cool. Uh, uh, she dropped a special special in September on YouTube, I think. Uh, so it's really nice to see that um, uh, you know uh, she had final hits and so on. And it's really nice to see that people who are doing well also look really nice and cool instead of like you know get get full of themselves. Uh, and when I did it a few months later, uh, and I beat it again, I, you know, with another one with me, and James Allen, and uh, I think part people did it, three people passed, uh, and I didn't uh, win it again. But again, the Kong shows the competitions, but the Kong shows, it's not like about, uh, about, about eating them or like cleaning them, it's just about that, you know, you have, Real crowd meaning that people yeah. begin to see comedy, and you have stage and you get to perform on a stage where some OGs or legends uh, <laughs> perform, and, then, and that's pretty much pretty much it. Because as as I said, you know, it's like uh, competition standard, it's like having a competition in art. I mean, it's it's it might be a bit fun, but it's you know it's not like <laughs> where isn't like you know you don't have comedy Olympics, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but just the thing is, it's um, I guess what I wanted to say is when I came to London. It was when I found out that Kongs or competitions even exist because like what you heard from American podcasts, you know, you would think like, okay, you have uh, standard comedy clubs and you know, they have like main rooms uh, and then some of them have like small rooms and like at odd times, nobody do open mics and you just kind of, you think, okay, you grind those open mics like for three uh, years then you maybe get like a regular spot in the main room, you know, then after you maybe become like a paid regular, and after that, I don't know, you know, maybe it takes off. But in London, uh, most of open mics, well, pretty much all of open mics, uh, outside of comedy clubs, and the bridge from open mics to comedy clubs isn't that that clear, you know, you kind of have, it's, it's an interesting thing, and that maybe like, also is a test, you know, can you find a way to make that jump to, to clubs, you know, and um, so one of those ways might be just like, you know, trying to like, beat the bonds over and over and over and over again, and you know, might try to get like, a spots, um, or, you know, maybe you might try to beat them sort of like, mm, 
maybe maybe your family becomes known because of social media or something like that. Or maybe just I don't know, maybe if you slay competitions and I can't believe every word the word slay. 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 I feel much younger. <laughs> 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 but uh, let's say, let's see, let's see, maybe it's hard. Anyway, either way, you have to like figure out how by yourself. I don't know, maybe who tells you show maybe some ancient spots you. So, yeah, in, in a way now, like, uh, um, you know, the just being involved. I think like being involved also make, makes, makes you better as a comedian. And, uh, because it's really easy to to know what's working and not working if you like flowing in your set. Mm-hmm. What what I mean is like of course if you do can run <laughs> I don't know, we just don't talk because we didn't like a t shirt or sound of the voice. You know, that's that's one thing. But let's say, you know, I was doing um up to a creep for when I was in Puerto Rico the first time, I was in this bit. And this bit, like, it was kind of like tricky to gauge. Because of that reaction, you would see people smiling and giggling at it. But, it, but you know, it wouldn't be like a huge laugh. And in a room, you would be like, okay, maybe there's like, let's see, seven people. You know, it might get like a bigger reaction. If it was like 70 people or 700 people. So, you know, I opened everything was going well. It's like 3 minutes 50 or maybe something like that. And I did it and it <laughs> wasn't working at all. It was silent. But because it was doing well, you know, I didn't get like any parts. Like after, like I did that, it wasn't that long. Maybe it was like 15 or 20 seconds. And then, you know, we went to like other material, uh, you know. It, it was fine, I, I did it, um, didn't get any parts, um, but I knew, okay, there's probably nothing there unless I did like a complete like, remake of the joke or something oh, like that. Okay, okay. You know, uh, so that's, you know, but, 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 but again, if you, <laughs> if you are like doing club punk, clubs constantly, you would know it either way, because you know, if you show up to a club and do 10 minutes spot and do like, let's say, one minute of new material, it's like, okay, you know, because, uh, yeah. So 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 yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I think I think it's it's good fun. I think I think it's cool. But still, you know, like I think gongs, yeah, they can be tricky because like people might just gong you off like without no reason. But I think it's also cool that you know you might have done ten or fifteen or twenty open mics. You might you know try to like do a gong. And if you go well, you know you get to do gong five minutes and then like establish club on a real stage, with a real crowd. And by what really I mean is like that at open mic sometimes it's just comedians who are there to test material or like comedian and their friends because it's a premier show, meaning that you have to bring someone and they might not even be, uh, might not even want to be there. <laughs> so, so because like there are places where it's way harder to like, you know, even get, get, get a spot at the clubs and it sort of worked, uh, well, sort of like, yes, now in January, now like it's a, a few, Club spots, which is which is which is which is cool. I'm doing you know the Berlin, uh, and I'm doing uh, January 16. I'm doing 10 minutes spot at Backyard Comedy Club on Thursday on Common Garden Comedy Club as well. Uh, 10 minutes there, and that came from uh, and, and, and 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 you know so um, so with Backyard it's interesting. Instead of a long show, we do something comedy knockout. 
which is basically you have 12 comedians, you know, we randomly pair you up into six couples, and then, you know, one comedian does two minutes, another comedian does two minutes, and then we do like a clap-off, and the one who gets a better comedy response, mm, you know, goes to a second round. So, and in, in the second round, you do three minutes, again, pairs, and, you know, now we have like six people up, so we have three couples, and then in the last round, everyone remaining, uh, does four minutes. And, uh, but, so it's it's interesting because when you have to like, set your set, meaning that, you know, pretty much you have to do like three different sets, and let's say you have like a five-minute set, right? Yeah. But it could be that, you know, you have like a quick opening, it could be like, okay, you have like one minute of material, which is like, no, hilarious. And then you have maybe like a long setup or something that like yeah. requires, uh, I don't know, 90 seconds so you cannot just do that anymore, you know, <laughs> you have to like find like another minute or somewhere to like 30 seconds with and so on, so it's also like a thing like, it's, it's a bit challenging because it makes a thing like about how to like structure uh, material, yeah. So yeah, uh, so that was on, but you, you know, start with comedy in Manchester, yeah, uh, and all the, um, I only get uh, in London and surrounding areas, and I did, you know, gig in Edinburgh, French, French, French. Um, but I've never been to like uh, loads of places, you know, Bristol, Liverpool, Manchester, uh, Cardiff, and, 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 and so on. So, you know, I started in Manchester and house this in all the compared to London. And I know that we also have like a you know, what's the long show situation or competition situation where just in general what's what's the outlook? Mm. So in Ah, I, I love Manchester, but I think I, I was in comedy for about um, three months. Um, I started in, in August I think or October. No, October. I started in October. because um, I did one gig in, in August. But then I couldn't find because I was off social media and I, I didn't know how to book other other gigs and I done this like a poetry night it went really well I was like oh shit I love comedy but um, then I didn't do anything else so I started like officially for gigging every week on uh, October it was easy it was like you had lots of uh, no lot we have you have open mics uh, there were lots of like show up to go up so as long as you like showed up there for 7 p.m. You put your name on the sheet, that's it, you know, you have the spot booked for the night. American style. Uh, yeah, and it, it was wonderful, I, I loved it uh, very much. And then I think in, in October when I started, I also booked a uh, spot at uh, Frog and Bucket. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, that was to be my first uh, golf show. And I did it in December. It's actually funny because I think that the night before I did the spot at the Frog and Bucket, I ended up falling, uh, basically I passed out on the street and uh, someone found me uh, sleeping on, a, on, the, on the ground outside a building. Wow. And, uh, what, what was the reason? Or do you know, did, did you find out why did you pass out? I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, I, I've been to, to, a, to a pub to, to meet some, some old friends. And I've been, to that, I've been to that, that's what I was going to say, because I've been to that pub, and it's not to say that's the case, but I've been to, to that pub twice, and every single time I left that pub, something like this happened, like I just passed out. 
This is, sounds like very Twin Peaks or something like that. So I, I, yeah, I was basically, I, I felt a, a part of it. I, I do remember just falling, basically I was, oh, I'm too tired to walk home, I can't walk, I'm done with this. And I just basically slept in the corner of a building. This lady found me. She asked for my phone to uh, call someone, ends up calling my flatmate. My flatmate sees me on Find My and figures out I was actually sleeping outside one of my friend's building. And he calls that friend, he calls um, Big Up uh, Greg and uh, come, and then they have to come downstairs, pick me up, put me in there. I, I woke up basically on like Greg's couch on Monday morning, and I was like, oh shit, tonight I have to do my first uh, gun show. Went to the gun show, gun show, it was nice. Uh, to be fair, uh, there were um, some, uh, I had some friends in, in the audience, however, obviously none of them were allowed to have the cards. But uh, me and uh, this uh, absolutely incredible person who we sadly lost this year, Alex Maureen, uh, did it in the same night, and that's how me and Alex Maureen met. So um, we ended up, um, basically we got through the five minutes, and now we went for the clap out at the end. And uh, it was a split decision, basically, so we both won that night. And uh, again, it was wonderful, I think. It, but, you know, it was incredible because I was like, I, my first joke was about being a foreigner, but then the second joke about, was about living in Manchester. And I feel like I was bonding really well with the audience because everyone there was either from Manchester or living in Manchester, and they were very, very friendly while compared to coming to London. Because I also think I did a, I did a, a, I did a gong show for uh, this guy called uh, Spiky Mike, uh, who runs a lot of uh, shows around uh, like uh, Midlands and Yorkshire. And uh, I did a, a gong show in, in, in Sheffield, and I didn't win, but I got through the show. You know, I got through the club out. I, I got through to the club out. And when I came to London, it was interesting to see how in, in London, if it was very different, because I feel like sometimes, and again, it, it could be with the fact that I never felt like worse mentally than how I felt when I came to London, but I felt, I feel like for a while I felt like people are laughing at your expense rather than uh, laughing with you, you know, what the uh, goal shows. So for a while it did put me off, but uh, to answer your original, like your first question, it's, it's different, it's a bit more, um, but again, it, but it depends on because the thing is, I did, I won the 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 frogging pocket, I won the the night, right? And then I went to the semi-finals of the the they call it a World Series, and then the semi-final, I, I I got out in like three minutes. After three minutes, I got the gong off, and I was like, oh okay. And it was fair enough, you know, I I wasn't having a good day, and but yeah, that's that's how I remember the first ever gong show. Um, loved it, but yeah, that's. Yeah, if it's not, in one way, it's a bit, maybe friendly, or it just feels a bit different. So, I've never met Alex, uh, and, uh, you know, but I only, uh, sadly, I've never met him, I only heard uh, good things uh, from you, and I never, uh, out of London, basically, meeting Adam Anwar, and... Yeah, Adam Anwar, he's, he's from Bolton, he's actually... Uh, the first comedian to ever uh, get, no, sorry, was the second, second time, well, the, the first comedian to give me a paid show, because the other one, the first one was a split bucket, mm -hmm. and then, bucket split, sorry, and then he was the first show, was actually like, you're getting 10 quid if you're going to do this, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, we find that our, um, 
But thankfully, we still have grown amount of watch of pro wrestling. To, to make it seem, I think, more grown up, I also watch MMA. <laughs> so, like, wrestling is pretty much the, the reason why. But um, I love both. Uh, I, I enjoy both. Um, it's interesting, I think the case might be that, you know, in London, simply, they have more clubs, more nights, more comedians. So, I think everything is just, you know, amped up. Uh, I've never done uh, a long show at, at, at you know, at, 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 at uh, an address with my, my computer, so I'm looking forward sometime in 2024, going over there. But, you know, that's, uh, could be just a fact that simply, uh, you know, you might, uh, I guess when you have one long show, people are more likely to maybe like give you more of a chance and a fair start. Where, where in London, when you have like so so much of them and, and so many clubs, it could be like let's say like oh okay you didn't open strong in first seconds. Well you know there's another club that's doing another long show. And to be fair again, it's not that there's like that. Much better. There are three main ones in London, and like, for example, with King Kong, you're not allowed to do it that, that often, and you also do it only once a month, uh, and you're not like, sort of allowed to, oh, six. To, do, to, to, do it, to do it often, you know. And uh, up the creek, they have it every Thursday, but there are lots of people who want to do that. And I think with the belly, maybe they switched to once a month, maybe they came back again to doing it. Uh, Weekly, but either way, that's three more gongs. Uh, so I, my, my even impression. though I can't like, really speak about it, I, I, I haven't been to Manchester over so like uh, any comparison that they're making is completely unfair and unjust. No, I don't. I mean, I guess yeah, without without doing it, but even the thing is, you, you still, you know, my my idea of doing comedy in London and then outside of London is that I feel like in London. You, which is again in one hand I love, and I think it's if anything it's helped me become the better you know comedian I am now and write like even more clear jokes and trying to like get a better message to the audience uh, because I feel like in London it's this thing of like well I have all like you said you know I have all these options where I, that, of things to do tonight or of places to watch comedy this week but yet I chose this one made me laugh you little like puppet on stage while when you do it outside of London people are for example because like one of my favorite gigs to do outside London is in St. Albans and the reason why I love it is because people who come to that pub they come there for comedy like they that's like their form of entertainment on a Wednesday night so they are going to come out and they are going to love it and they are going to be supportive and they are going to, you know so that, that's I feel like the difference but again it's not to say I love I, I love uh, both Equally, and I, I find I find a lot of strength in both. Because you know, again, like when sometimes I go on uh, to London, I uh, again I know London. Right? I just go to gigs in general. And I don't know about you, but I record all my sets and then I look back at it, and then yeah, I'm like, you do that as well. and I'm like, you know, sometimes I generally think when I would listen to a set, I actually think, oh, okay, this is actually better than I felt like it was when I was on stage. But then sometimes I'm like, 
oh, okay, actually, I don't blame them for not, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I need to improve this, that's why they did the math, and then, um, yeah, again, I, I do, I do love it uh, very much. It's interesting because I haven't felt that people are, like, laughing at, you know, you, but again, it's, it's, it might depend on the height and on the crowd, and, like, I guess, on, 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 on perspective as well, and on what kind of, like, I guess, material you do that. That's like the thing like about yeah with comedy it's like it's so versatile I guess. But that's so I, I personally uh you know haven't felt uh that but uh I believe that it's a possibility that you might, you know, just get nights like that uh as well. So yeah that's 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 comedy. Yeah, well, no, that, that, that's what I was just, because I think, yeah, Wolfram, the, the thing is, they are there to laugh at you, you know, like, they are there to laugh at your story, but then it's about, like, whether it's at your expense or not, and again, that was just, uh, like, a personal, then this comes from layers of me feeling like, because, you know, it's kind of weird, because I know growing up, I was, I was always, like, the class clown, but then when people were laughing at me too much, I would be, because I also used to be, like, bullied and stuff, so I think some of that, you know, that's how it transfers now, where I'm like, I want people to laugh at me, at my jokes, but then I'm like, oh, but sometimes I want to be taken seriously. No, no, it's a mixture, but uh, either way, though, I was going to say, because you did, you did mention that you and Adam pointed uh, over the, the wrestling. I used to watch wrestling. I used to, I haven't done it for, for years, but, uh, and I used to play, have you ever played that movie, like, Raw versus SmackDown? Maybe, yeah, back in the day on, 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 on PC, uh, not like on a console or anything like that, just, just a bit. Who was your favorite wrestler when you were watching? Oh, well, I think, uh, so what did that? How would you, by the way, you mentioned, you know, being a class cloud and, you know, you grew up in Romania. Right? Yes, yeah, that's right. So, what being a cloud, a class cloud entailed? Never been to. Yeah, we've been. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we've. I've been to Romania, but I'm not like uh, I'm familiar with the high school <laughs> humor. I guess. Uh, I think in so, for example, when I was in uh, primary school, I I just tried to like I don't know, do like silly stuff, you know, just to to get some attention, like to make some people laugh. And like, I don't know. Uh, it's not, I I would go, for example, on the board, and as I was like cleaning the board, I'd like draw a penis. And then just like, why, you know, while the teacher is still um, talking to the class and they don't see the board, and then I draw something funny, and then I just like quickly wipe it before they turn around, but then the other kids would laugh, or like sometimes I... Um, if, it, if you like film that, it, it would depend how would you shoot, because it could also be like very intense, like, see if it was like, you know, Tension, music, that's <laughs> like mission impossible. He has like three seconds to like erase it. Yeah, just, yeah, just be like, here's the tip of the P. Oh, quick, 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 yeah, teacher is coming. Um, um, I used to play, I actually did, I got one. Obviously, like, I guess humor is like obviously uh, universal. I think you should say it might be like, you know, uh, I guess, you know, I guess schools, universities, just sometimes have like, Traditions of like humor or perhaps so that's what they want like gymnastic form just like sort of to imagine. Um, yeah, what was who who, who made like some I don't know. I guess when you're a kid you don't like when you're like a grown up maybe like you think like old wrestlers like 
more surprising to go for it to fit more. So I think yeah. with, with, with stand-up as well, like then, like, you know, it's important that, uh, you know, you are sort of like, people believe what you say, but I mean, like, you know, like, because it's not like, uh, it's not like, what you mean by believe, it's not that, you know, when people are saying stories, they're sharing their perspective, it, uh, it's, 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 it's not, it's, it's like, it's not, I think it's, I think it's okay if you are, like, trying to, like, if you, like, like if you, like, make fun of a punchline and say, like, in a sense that you're, like, saying a punchline and just, like, say, like, uh, I don't know, you, you make up, like, an, Compare some like uh, an example. I think like if you are using like a setup, which is like completely fake and made up, and if you're like especially trying to get like sympathy or something like that, then it's like you know you're just like you know using uh, emotional manipulation, which is like n not cool. But again, like but if let's say if you're saying sorry, it's true. But if you're saying in a way that people don't believe you, then that's like yeah. A problem because it, I, I don't know what's your perspective on that because I believe like I don't know because I believe like stand up is like a bit different from other forms because it's like sort of like an extension of yourself so you know like and again when if it's like a, you know again like sometimes people say like you know stand up and stand up everything is just a joke of some people go over it or you know like stand up is like a new philosophy or whatever and I think like an hour of stand up. I said it's pretty much like an album. Let's say if you like listen to like uh, an album by a hip hop album. Mm. Let's say you know by DMX. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually chatting with someone about DMX. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like yeah, I tried listening to to DMX. Um, uh, anyway, uh, but like it's like let's say you listen to like an album by DMX. So I don't know. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, or wh whoever it is, you will have like some songs that are like party songs, so basically, you know, you will just like be at a party, you, will, yeah. uh, you know, and people will start like singing along, which is like dancing, it's fun. And you will have like some songs that are like maybe like commentary on society, and some songs which will be like, you know, telling a personal story. Hard to hear, hard moving. So you think the same as with standard? No, some joke is just a joke, it's complete nonsense. Some joke, it's funny, but also it has like a layer of fun. And some joke might be like a personal perspective, and you know, your best audience will kind of like know what's like uh, cruel. And I'm, but I'm saying, like, if you're like telling a story, if you know, if you're saying that it's your like personal experience, not like a comparison, not like you're making a point, a joke, you know, I think that the basis of that should be true. You know, you, you might like change the names uh, for privacy reasons, or you know, like. It's generate punchline if it's like a comparison, not just like something crazy, but I think if you're just like, uh, uh, yeah, I think if you're like presenting someone as a personal story, it, sh it sh probably shouldn't be uh, made up because like, you know, standard people trust, you know, what you are saying in a sense, yeah, and obviously audience knows when it's like, okay, this that was a one-liner, that was just like, you know, uh, an observation or something like that. But if, if some people, I think, like, if you have, like, a style which makes your personal story not believable, you know, it can come across as fakes if you're, like, thinking, like, I have a real story, and you might say, like, 100% true, but you still have to be, like, in a believable uh, way, uh, mm -hmm. I guess. So, yeah. 
I think to me it depends because you know you can have a um, I, 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 I don't know like the way or the way I write because some of the things that I write are, are true some are not some are some actually the way I write them it's it's a because you know like I, I do agree a lot with this uh, idea that uh, comedy it's to me it's it's like a, basically it's it's a version of me you know that does things so sometimes I do. Um, like, you know, when I speak about, like, having an argument, for example, or I speak about, like, someone, you know, annoying me and me, like, uh, basically paying them back, you know, I, most of the time, I haven't done that, you know, but that's just, like, where my comedy, because that, that's how I create, I guess, the story, I, I, I take, I take a, something that's inspired from the real world, and then I, like, some of my, um, um, like when I talk about like doing recycling and uh, like trying to like save the world and stuff like that, you know, those are just things I take to an extreme afterwards through the writing, and then I agree. But I think it make it makes it believable because of the person that I come across as on stage. But we can like also people understand that this is like that's generation. I mean, like what I guess what they meant is like let's say you know it depends if you like you know let's say like making you know, fun of you, like, of yourself, uh, and then you, like, say, like, you know, over ads generate on something, uh, so that comes across that, like, it's like, a, a, you know, a made up thing, you have, like, this joke, like, about hustle, uh, culture, <laughs> basically, it's like, you know, like, uh, because of a saloon crisis, they got into the hustle hard, motivational culture, so now, I get up every day, I try to make money, visualize success, write affirmations, I can't change my game, I to book, Different, little name Savage. I will run from challenges I invite them into my life. So now I call British Gas every day and ask them to increase my tool tools because that will make me hustle harder. And even though, like, obviously I don't do that, I feel like public knows that I'm just ads generating and, like, I'm making, like, fun of, like, not like, like, in a good way, like, uh, time in, in, in cheek uh, culture, uh, time in cheek of, like, the whole hustle thing. Um, because, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 cheap. Obviously, if I don't call British gas, and like, hey guys, both up my 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 tax, my bills. But uh, so that that's like clear. And also, again, like when it comes like if you have any old my hustle culture thing, if you have really, think it's like overall it's a good thing. You know, if you like waking up early, you know, getting that meditation and getting those cold showers. And uh, before comedy, I used to wake up pretty early to do a cold shower at the gym. Need to cool about that, and it's not positive. But it's a different thing. If you like, if you like, you know, like saying, like, if you're going, like, let's say, for sympathy, and saying, like, you know, like, you grew up, like, with a lot of family, you know, like, say, like, yeah, you know, like, when you, like, tell this, like, emotional story, like, what you mean, it's like, how your dad used to beat you, or something like that, then it's, like, different. Thing. Yeah. Then you, like, you know, like, like, sort of, like, Manipulating the audience emotionally, but not you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I you wouldn't would would you you say that the um, you know because the thing is when you talk about like the the hustle culture, I think to me and one of the reasons why I I love that bit is because you you're taking something that like I said it's real you know the hustle culture like the mentality and you know but then you took it like this far extreme and if anything the part that you you because that's when you like oh, it's just ridiculous now and that's what makes it funny because I I remember. I remember chatting with someone about uh, doing comedy, and we were basically speaking about how, you know, when you write, when, when I write, basically, I'm trying not to not make the, allow the audience to guess my punchline. 
So I thought I'd go to Italy, my, my thing, my, regardless of what it is, I just want them. Because I find that's where like, the, the release of laughter you know, comes higher. Because sometimes maybe they think that you're going to stop with, like, oh, yeah, hustle hard, but then you're like, oh, no, I call British gas. And I do all this. And then that's even funnier. Because now, now they understand where you're kind of, you're basically like you're just making stuff up. And that's what's funny. Yeah. But um, to um, basically, I actually want to address something before we, or I want to ask you something before we uh, wrap it up. But I was just very curious about you know, because talking about your material, right? You you're actually like one of the I want to say coldest, you know, like acts that I've seen. Like you're very, you know, like straightforward. You're you're even like your presence. And I think that's what's funny. That's why like your every like your your jokes work because you you being like, I don't know, you're just doing really well, like being this like character of some sort, right? But then, in the other hand, you are, oh, like, again, first time when I seen it, I was like, oh my god, this guy is like cold stone, you know? And then, you're actually one of, I, I think you've got one of the biggest friendship communities, or at least, because I, I, I always, like, you know, you always speak with people, you always take time to like chat with others after the shows, or, you know, you, you keep like build relationships, you know, like you were saying, you met comedians like at Edinburgh Fringe and you like have a chat with them regardless of where they are. And I just want to ask you, like, how, uh, I guess you might have answered it in a way before when you were saying, I know this is what, like, this is like the grind that you want to do, this, you know, you want to be a part of comedy and you, you're trying like your best to get to, to live like the life you want to live. But also, um, yeah, I was going to say, like, how do you have the energy, man? Like, what's, how, what's your, uh, what do you, I don't know, yeah, how, how, what drives you, I guess, to be like this sort of, like, such like a social, you know, person, or to, to just seem that this open? So, about um, face, uh, uh, like, that faculty expression, I think, like, in general, like, um, at least in Europe, people are as, you know, um, so, in general, you know, I think, like, need to like socialize in terms of like it's not like a very expressive uh, culture so I think that just like translates into like my standard because like you know like I think you have like this poker face expression just like uh, you know naturally so I think if I like try to like uh, on stage if I was like trying to like come across as like Super high energy and this cheeky smiling fella. <laughs> it, it might come across like not not that naturally. Um, so that's but um, yeah. So 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 that's that's uh, many right material. I do like uh, you know I I try to like make it material like strong enough that it would like lure in any fashion. And also I don't know I think like. It depends on yourself. It really depends. I think, like, if you're seeing it and if you're laughing, if you have like a high energy at those, like, if showing, you know, emotions, it's like one thing. But if you're like doing like some sort of like observation or material, I think like keeping the cold face, just like again, I'm not a little bit on purpose, but it works because like you know you're not breaking that far wall. You know, it comes about like okay, this guy is speaking, and I like to punch on his instead of like you know seeing like oh he's joking. Around and obviously when you go to a comedy show, everyone knows that you're like joking uh, around. But like when you're doing a setup, you think like you know you might get lost in the performance. When it comes to like social uh, part, again, I mean 
it's just school to hang with, 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 with comedians. Uh, and because, you know, comedy are not truly creative and interesting people. And again, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, just like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's cool to hang with fun people, get a better perspective on comedy. And also, you know, it's, 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 again, like, comedy scene in London attracts people from all over the place, locally and worldwide, so it's like, you know, it's, 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 it always leads to, like, um, interesting conversation, because, you know, like, oh, someone just went to get to Canada, someone yeah. who, to hear, like, from Australia, where the, you know, comedy scene is, like, completely, um, different. But then again, you know, if they had, like, a, you know, partner like you, if I was, like, married, no, then it would be like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I would have like less time uh, for that. But I don't know, if I think, I think, you know, like, it's, it's, it's not for comedians and artists, it's like, you know, if it's a good game, you come in, you have like a fun time, and then everyone is just like feeling good, yeah, why not, you know, just like uh, chat about like uh, this crazy game that we are in. I think this is one of my favorite things to, uh, you know, when I travel somewhere and I actually I don't have the, uh, the greatest gig and then I end up splitting the journey, like getting on the same journey back to central London or back home with another comedian and then the whole c commute is just us complaining about how far we have to travel and all these things that we have to like sacrifice for the evening and everything. <laughs> well, again, I think another thing is like, um, you know, it just, it just shows how like open, open London comedy community is. Uh, because like when I came here, I didn't like really know anyone, and it like sort of accepted me, with, uh, you know, very warmly. And it does like I think to uh, to everyone, you know, as long as you're like not a complete and total, you know, banker. So, so, yeah, um, no, it's, 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 it's just, I think, like, just in general, the Planet of this Circuit uh, is made up of, you know, pretty, you know, there are, like, loads of cool people, and it's just, you know, cool to get to, uh, to know them. And uh, I guess it's, 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 it's my goal, like, you know, all the other big comedy hotspots, uh, I've never been to, <laughs> to, 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 to those, um, so yeah. Yeah, the way I look at it sometimes is that you never know, like, yeah, I feel like everyone is going, everyone might be going through, everyone has something going on, but yet, you know, we are like this group of people who are, you know, taking this time to just try and do comedy, try to make people laugh. And I, I, I treat it as if like a athletes, like, you know, like playing football, or basketball, I do like being like a wrestler, and then, you know, it's like, well, regardless of how I feel about someone's comedy, I still respect the grind, you know, because it's such a, it's hard work, you know, and um, it's beautiful to to create a sense of community. And I think, again, you're like one, I think you're one of the most active uh, comedians in, in, the, in the London scene that I know of, and uh, 
that's truly, you know, that, that's brilliant, you know, and, um, and then again, you're one of the funniest as well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe my attitude, where my attitude comedians, when we probably just like, don't post that much on Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah, and then again, like, yes, like, um, another thing, like, about family, like, because you mentioned community, I had this part uh, recently at a house party where Smoking a certain herb may have been involved, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So with family, I think like the connection is amplified because let's say you know if you like let's say you're going to university, you know you do like the typical things. You know, you have like oh exams, you know uh, breaks. Uh, so that's what's, uh, let's say you go to. So you know, you have a day job and you know, just like all the Zoom meetings, which are like maybe repetitive, and maybe have like one or two like, you know, one party. That's not memorable, maybe it ha happen. But then, but if you gig a lot, that's, then, you know, you do like, let's say, a year in comedy with someone, that might feel like a 10 year experience because like you just go like pull so much and like do together like a small open mic in a basement in front of two audience members who are like completely drunk and don't want to be there. I did a gig, like in Edinburgh, I did like, you know, I went and did shows in bathrooms. You know, I didn't plan a show, but just did spots in bathrooms. Uh, and, you know, the Sweet Pink of 97 final, which was like pretty much in a theater. And I did a gig in front of one person. <laughs> and, and, you know, like in comedy, like, yeah, you know, you just like go to like some <laughs> memorable gigs, maybe not the best way, and you do some like good gigs, and you know, maybe like do a bomb show together, and it's a packed club, and you like smash it with someone, and it's like, wow, he did that, that feeling is incredible, and you know, you have like, and then you go like to some gig that you just like, maybe like, you know, small gig, but something memorable happens, and you know, you're trying new material, and you say like, oh wow, great, this is a bit, and I can't believe that part, so someone like, you know, says a crazy bunch, and it's like, wow, he really said that, and you know, maybe, maybe there's like a heckler, and maybe like, someone starts putting a knife, and you like, help to put it on, you know, so like, so many like, yeah. high, heightened experience, that happens, and I think that's what's like, connects people as well, because like, um, you know, like, um, yeah, because like in general, just like, and again, uh, I guess, you're doing this thing that is like, not the most conventional thing, you know, a lot of people don't really want to do yeah. public speaking, and you just like, get, get up there, and then you're not just saying like, regular speech, you're like, trying out like, some wild angles that have never like, been tried out before, and I think that's like, maybe like, what unifies people as well, because that's just like, especially in London, see, where you have like, comedy happening every night, and say, you know, everyone's just like, going for this, like, wild roller coaster ride together, and I think that's what, like, bonds, you know, uh, yeah, people. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, like, the first time we met, you know, we just, like, did a small gig in Ealing. Was that the first time we met? I think, yeah, 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 we, we, then we traveled together, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did, like, a small gig, which was okay, and, um, then we were, like, Running late to like another gig, you know, like just like jumped on a train, <laughs> ran to a gig, did like another gig, which was like, I think pretty bad, it, 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 went, it, it went well. And it's like, it doesn't sound like, you know, something like 
crazy just sitting on our one game table like you know we now we see me like a new holy for the first time at Fiji just like you know you chatting to someone in the kitchen you know you're not like <laughs> going stand up in front of like five people telling jokes and then you're just like taking a train driving to some other uh, game completely other yeah. part of like London and you know and also you immediately have like so many references points like Oh, I've been that, I've been that, you know, like, how's Manchester, how's London, like, you know, uh, you know, like, what's your favorite, like, joke, what's, like, the best game that you've done tasty, you know, just, just, like, you all have, to, like, so much, something in common, yeah, yeah, and it's a lot in common, you know, you all have, like, so many, like, you know, reference points from, from the ghetto. Well, uh, Donatus, it's been, um, incredible avenue, around now before we actually head off to the gig yeah uh, <laughs> well thanks for having me it was fun like the time passed i don't know if it's really interesting to listen to someone but like two and a half hours so one and, and a half yeah it's a uh, time i think it's one and a half oh one and a half yeah okay one and a half hours but yeah is there anything you want to add up before we uh, before we uh head off i don't know just like what you, what, what we, you like? like, I don't know, to everyone, well, like, I guess, you know, my favorite thing is, like, live and let live, so, you know, I hope that people out there are happy, are doing well, you know, doing what you love, uh, staying, uh, I guess, content, uh, that sounds like some sort of, like, state of being and address. Uh, <laughs> ah, man, sounds beautiful. Yeah, so, you know, I just hope that everyone is... Whatever you are doing, just like, I guess, you know, uh, stay happy, fulfilled, uh, you know. And, um, yeah, be, be happy, I guess. That's what I enjoy, it's like crazy, right, on, on, this, on this planet. If you want to follow me on Instagram to actually see some of my comedy, my, like, my main social output, where, and I will be posting more comedy bits on where it's, it's Instagram. Uh, that my handle is just like at Donatus Tenita, which is my name, my last name, no stage names, it's at D-O-N-A-T-A-S-S-T-A-N-E-I-K-A. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have some clips on YouTube again, just enter my full name, which is, I guess, will be the name of this uh, podcast episode title, and I Probably yes. description as well. Well, you'll be in the bio, so we'll yeah. have your social there. Yeah, so, 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 so that's it. I don't have, like, any special graphics one. <laughs> no crazy announcement. Nothing to promote. No promo codes. Um. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> I was just joking. That was a reference to your... Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do this. <laughs> a little fresh bit. But you know, it might not work in a party because it might actually have sponsors that will... Yeah. Us, it's like, oh, this, this is actually a podcast sponsored by HelloFresh. Well, you'll be nice. Well, um, we'll see. We'll what see. What you But your last word... Is this the last podcast of the year? It's... Yeah, actually it is. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, it's gonna be released in 2024. Exactly, but yeah, you, you are the last guest of this year because uh, now I'm just editing stuff, and I think the first interview I have, the next episode I'm going to record is like on the eighth or something. So what's your, I guess, not the last message of the year, but like the paragraph who knows when this drops, but like. What's your wish for the people in 2024? Oh man, 
Uh, I I think I'm, I'm pretty much you know on the on the same wave wavelength as, as you are. I I just want to wish for everyone to you know I guess coming from someone that's very intense, I, I wish for people to you know just enjoy the ride, you know take it easy wherever possible. Um, don't be afraid to you know mess up. That's a that's a big thing. Uh, you know, don't be uh, afraid of, I guess, failing or just, uh, you know, improving it. Uh, see everything as an opportunity. Um, I also got a lot of people to be to be grateful for, and uh, especially to the people listening to this. You know, I think now we've reached um, over 150 listens for the fir- for the previous episode. We went to like 17 countries, so it looks like you know it's growing, it's getting somewhere. Um, I, I I care a lot for people uh, from again like the the uh, on the um, oh god now I I, forgot, I I care so much for 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 us that I forgot the word neurodivergent you know people I, I I'm you know I, I I salute everyone who's going through their own journey I, I wish them all the best and um, yeah I think that that's yeah I think it's just just love for everyone man yeah no that's uh great message to finish on yeah well not, actually you know I didn't even think about it but yeah this is this is it 2023 it's uh, in the bag last episode yeah man thank you and I you know I'll we'll uh, uh, you know it'll be nice to know. we'll catch up again soon hopefully you know after uh, I'm pretty sure you're gonna do the fringe this year yeah yeah that's what that yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see if anything change when we do this again. Yeah, well, that, 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 would nice, uh, that, that would be a nice way to, um, to see where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for now, um, yeah, good luck for me. Yeah. Well, thanks to anyone listening. Yeah, bye. Right, well, um, you see, I told you it's going to be a good conversation. I told you, didn't I? But, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, for any feedback at all, I'll uh, start leaving my um, my work email address as well in the in the bio of the um, of the podcast. Follow me on uh, social media. I'm uh, at Levi Lupu almost everywhere on any social media app. And uh, Donatas is uh, Donata, Donatas is social media handle is in the bio too so follow him as well brilliant comedian very hard-working guy and a very funny guy and a very nice guy so yeah thank you and uh, until next week stay skillful look after yourselves goodbye